one of the things we do to hopefully to help these scripture verses that we're learning sink in is to recite them a few times together in the course of this morning. And so we're going to take some time right now. We'll put the verse up there, and what we'll do is we'll take away some of the words as we do this to help us hopefully fill in the blanks and, and uh, be able to remember it. Proverbs verse 31, verse 30, why don't you go ahead and say this with me. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. All right, so we'll take away a few of those words. Isn't it nice when it's just a small little verse? And let's uh, say this again together, shall we? Proverbs 31, 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Let's do it one more time. Proverbs 31, 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Good job. Good job. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fitting to talk about being praised today. Hopefully, uh, for, for all you mothers, uh, today is a day to be praised, to be told, good job, and I love you, and to give you praise. And what causes a person to get praise, I think, is important. In the world, uh, the way we, uh, we do things, if you look in the news, uh, praise comes to people for lots of different things, and a lot of it lately, it seems to be, for things like charm or beauty. I, I didn't plan it this way, I didn't even know it was coming up, but this week, or, or last weekend, I guess, was something called the Met Gala, where a bunch of rich people and famous people dress up in gaudy things and celebrate themselves. And right before that, there was the White House Correspondents' Dinner, where uh, a bunch of journalists that correspond about the White House got together with people from the White House and celebrated themselves. And some of the pictures I've seen and some of the articles I've read about the Met Gala and the the, the White House Correspondents' Center. A lot of it had to do with, you know, what were they wearing and who was the most outlandish and who was the most daring and who was showing off the most of what they've got. And I thought, wow, what a, what a contrast. These are the things that we elevate in a culture, and yet Proverbs 31, verse 30, would elevate a woman who fears the Lord. In fact, over charm and beauty. And here's the thing I want you to understand. Uh, it, you know, it's very easy, and I struggled with this this week as I was studying this verse and preparing this message. It's easy to be negative about charm and beauty because the, the, the proverb tells us charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. And deceitful and vain, those are negative words. And so we are we are attaching negativity to charm and beauty. And so we're saying, oh, well, charm is worthless and, and beauty is worthless, but a woman who fears the Lord, ah, that's what we're looking for. But you've got to understand, charm is actually a good thing. Charm, the word that's translated there, charm, is the word for favor or grace. In fact, this is the only place that is translated as charm overwhelmingly we translate this word as favor. As in, 
I have found favor in your sight, which people constantly say to God, since I have found favor in your sight, if I would find favor in your sight, or they say it to other people who have control over them, since I have found favor in your sight, it's a good thing to find favor in somebody else's sight, to have somebody say to you, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to protect you, I'm going to guide you, I'm going to give you good things. Charm is a good thing. Grace, I, I, in fact, I, I kind of would like to think of it more in the terms of grace. Uh, grace is something that is a gift. It's, we, we talk about somebody who dances gracefully or they sing gracefully. We mean that there is something special about the way they move, that they have got an, an extra level that is not common to all people, that they have something that is God-given when we talk about grace. And so when we talk about this charm is deceitful, we're, we're talking about a good thing. And the same is true about beauty. God made beauty. God made the world full of beauty. And, I mean, I don't think there's anything where God said, I'm going to create the ugliest thing I can possibly create here. If anything, the ugliness in the world is... is is a lack of beauty. It's a lack of God's grace. It's a result of the fall and, and sin. When God created the world, He looked upon it and He was happy with it and He said, it is good. So beauty, to have physical beauty, isn't a bad thing. Although recently I've read about women who say, I'm so beautiful, nobody wants to date me. And I'm so beautiful, Nobody takes me seriously. So apparently in our culture, if you're too good looking, that can be a problem, I guess. But beauty in and of itself is a good thing. It's an enjoyable thing. We like a beautiful arrangement. You know, even uh, we were watching Nathan play soccer yesterday, and one of the kids on the other team had this fantastic goal from way almost to midfield, and it just soared up and into like the top foot of the goal. It was just a thing of beauty, and everybody, whether they were rooting for that kid or we really wanted to see him lose, everybody cheered and clapped because it was a thing of beauty. Beauty isn't a bad thing. In fact, charm and beauty are blessings. The idea behind grace even is that of being a blessing, that it's something given to you that you don't earn. And beauty, beauty is something, I guess nowadays people think they can manufacture beauty if they spend enough money and go under the knife long enough. But as we've seen, that beauty doesn't last and it becomes hideous over time. Beauty is something you can create yourself. It's something you're given. We had a pastor once, he said to young men, he said, look, if uh, you're getting married and that girl next to you is a knockout, you didn't do anything for that. That's her parents. That's good genes. But in her 60s, if she's beautiful, you'll have had a hand in that. You'll have had a hand in that. As she ages, if she is still a beauty, now you've had a hand in it. But when she's young, she didn't do anything and you didn't do anything. That's just genes. It's not something we've done for ourselves. It's a blessing. It's something that has been given to us. And the juxtaposition here is not, ooh, bad stuff against good stuff. No, it's good stuff compared to great stuff. What the proverb is saying here is that charm is 
uh, deceitful and beauty is vain, that these things that we in our culture prize and elevate in comparison to a woman who fears the Lord, they're deceptive. They're vain. And, and see, these are things, charm and beauty are things that you, you know, you're given and you have very little to do about it. I guess you can kind of learn some charm. They used to have things called charm school, you know, where ladies would learn how to behave. You can somewhat learn it and somewhat improve it, but mostly charm or grace, that's something you're given. Beauty, that's something that you're given. But to fear the Lord... Now, to fear the Lord is a choice. Think about it. You are not born with the fear of the Lord. If anything, you are born with the absence or the, uh, the, the complete opposite of the fear of the Lord. You are born in rebellion to God. To, to fear Him is not the same thing as to uh, be against. You know, we, we, we talk about a lot of times in our culture that people have a, a phobia, they're they're this phobia or that phobia if they are against something. That we're supposedly afraid of it because we don't think that a certain way of living is the right way. That's not, that's not the, the, the idea here. The fear of the Lord is a good thing that is the proper pro, uh, um, posture we should have to God. And we are not born with that. We are born with an attitude of rebellion against Him. Uh, and we have to make the choice to fear the Lord. We have to make the choice to live in such a way that we say, what does God desire for me? That's what I'm going to do. What does God call me to do? I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and I'm going to rely upon His grace the rest of the way. To fear the Lord is a choice and charm and beauty are not. These, you know, charm and beauty are not things that you have any control over, but you can choose to live a life that is in fear of the Lord. And what we're told there in that verse a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And that word praised, it's, it's, it's the idea of she will shine. But it's a reflexive verb, which means that she is acting and it's coming back towards her. Right? Like if I say I talk to myself, I'm the one talking and I'm the one hearing. It's a reflective, uh, reflexive action, right? Well, this word praised, it's not, it's not passive. It's not that other people will praise her, but that her life, how she lives, as a, as a person who fears the Lord, as a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. It's the word to shine, to boast, to glory. And so as she shines, as she loves and lives in fear of the Lord, and as she shines in that, it comes back upon her in glory. It's the kind of thing where if you live in the fear of the Lord, if you're a woman who fears the Lord and people see that in you, first you have the benefit of it, it being a part of who you are, but then as everybody else looks upon you and sees this character in you, they rejoice in that and they, they honor you for it. So it's, a, it's an action the woman takes upon herself that comes back to her and praise as well. And, and it kind of reminds me of the, there was a, a Highland character from like the 1700s named Rob Roy. And they made a movie about him back in the 90s. And, and he said to his sons that honor is a gift a man gives himself. You know, nobody can give it to you. Nobody can take it away from you. 
Honor is a gift a man gives himself. And I would say in the same way, that's kind of the idea of, of the fear of the Lord and that praise. The, the praise that comes with fearing the Lord, that's a gift you give yourself. Whereas charm and beauty, those are things that you're given. The fear of the Lord is something that you give yourself. It's a choice. And, it, and it's, it's character that we see. Whereas the truth is, is that charm and beauty say nothing about character. I mean, just like we're talking about with the, the, these things that recently, the Met Gala and the way people dress and the way they act. You, you see this on the news, you know, and, and so like this word charm, it's the idea of, of, of grace, of having a gift, of blessing, a favor. You know, there are, there are a lot of people who are blessed with great talent, whether it's great acting talent, great sports talent, right? And in our culture, we, we get confused, and just because a person has great skill on the baseball field, somehow their ideas about how we should live politically or socially become important to us, right? And, oh, well, let's listen to him. He hits a really good fastball, you know, or, or if, if they, they play on the football field or in basketball and they can shoot so many points and they can throw the ball so far, they can run so fast, we say, wow, this person's an amazing athlete. Let us listen to them tell us how we should interact in, uh, you know, international politics and trade. No, they don't know deadly about those things. Just because a person can throw the ball well doesn't mean they have anything else going for them. In fact, I remember when I was in um, OCS for the Marine Corps, they had uh, three signs that we passed underneath every time we went to chow. Honor, courage, commitment. Honor, courage, commitment. Honor, courage, commitment. And we had a guy in our platoon who was obviously one of the, I mean, he was just, he was well put together. He was athletic. He was smart. He was energetic. He was just a person that you would want to follow. And yet he talked about things. And his desire and his way of treating women in particular. And I remember thinking to myself, this man has no idea what honor is. He will probably go on to become an officer and maybe even a good officer, but he will not fulfill the honor part. It doesn't matter how skillful he is, how, how smart he is, how strong he is. He had no character, no honor, at least in that area. And I believe that if your honor is small in that area, it's going to be small everywhere else. Just because somebody has charm or beauty doesn't mean that they're a good person. You know, we're, we're again, current events. I tell you what, I have never had such a wealth of current events for a scripture passage in my life. But there's a court case going on right now between two actors. A defamation case between Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard, I think is her name. Heard is her last name. I'm not sure about the first name. Beautiful woman, charming man, horrible human beings. From what I have read and understand of what they claim each one has done to the other. It doesn't matter how charming he is, what a skilled and gifted actor he is. It doesn't matter what, how good of an actress she is or how beautiful she is. They're horrible. There is no character there. They have treated each other shamefully. Charm and beauty say nothing about character. In fact, sometimes we expect people that are a little bit more 
attractive and beautiful to be a little bit meaner, don't we? Because they got, they got an extra leg up. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised because the fear of the Lord has everything to do with character. The fear of the Lord, this isn't about how we look externally. This is about how we live. This is about an internal heart issue. And, and when we choose how to live as, as, uh, in the fear of the Lord, that is something that compounds and grows. It's kind of like compounding interest. You know, if you start to fear the Lord a little bit, you'll, it'll, it'll bless you and impact you and it'll grow. And you'll see yourself starting to honor the Lord and fear the Lord in more and more areas of your life. And it changes how we live. It changes how we treat people. And that doesn't mean that we become perfect when we do it. But if we live a life that is in the fear of the Lord, well, it says there, she shall be praised. And I, I, you know, this is one of those rare few verses that is in the feminine, but we can apply it to us all. A lot of times, what is it? It's, a, it's he, and we apply it to everybody. So men today, take one for the ladies on the team, and we're going to say she, and we're going to apply it to us too. All right? She shall be praised. A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. But it works for men too. A man who fears the Lord, he shall be praised. And that word praise, remember, it means to shine. Sometimes it is translated as a person boasting about how great they are. It also has the idea of meaning glory. And that's the word I want to focus on right now, that, that a woman who fears the Lord, she shall glory and be glorified. Whereas charm is deceitful. You know, we can't tell if a person is a good person just because they can put on the charm. In fact, a lot of times people put on the charm when they're lying to us, right? When they're trying to tell us that they're different than they really are. And beauty is vain. That word vain, that means a breath, a vapor. It, it means futility and nothing. It's the idea that beauty won't last, but even in and of itself, beauty is vain, even as much as God has created beauty and, and said, look at the, the, the grass of the fields and the, the flowers in there. Solomon himself in all of his glory was never so beautiful, and yet it's just going to be thrown into the fire tomorrow. Beauty is vain. It doesn't last and it doesn't tell us everything about a person. A, beauty, a person can be beautiful and yet horrible. They can be beautiful and yet dull. But a person who chooses to fear the Lord, their character will start to grow more and more like the Lord. And their character will become better and better. The, the fear of the Lord is the path to glory. It, it, it's not an immediate step. It's something that we grow on. But as you, as you live in the fear of the Lord and as it starts to change who you are, you start acting a different way and you treat people a different way. And that glory, that praise comes back to you and you start growing in it even more and more. And the fear of the Lord is the path to get there. And in fact, I think this verse, as you look at the whole chapter, and I'm not putting it up here, but you can look in your Bible. The whole, not, not the whole chapter, I shouldn't say that. The second half of the chapter. The second half of the chapter. The first part is to King Lemuel, or is the, the words of King Lemuel. But the second half, an excellent wife, beginning in verse 10. An excellent wife, who can find? Right? Her worth 
is far above jewels. And then uh, Lemuel shares what his mother has taught him, that all of what a woman who is of excellent character, what she looks like, how she lives. And I tell you what, if you read these things, you can really beat yourself up because this woman is too good to be true. And at the very end, her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. And then as a, as a closing to all that has gone on before, that's when he writes, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. The, the, the character traits, the great things that she has done throughout the years, well, they're because she has been a woman who fears the Lord. That's why her children rise up and bless her. That's why her husband praises her. And that's why in verse 31, the chapter and the whole book closes with, give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Give her the, the result of all that she has done. That comes at the end of that path of living a life that is marked by the fear of the Lord, the respect, the desire to serve Him and do right according to Him. The other things are good. Charm is great. To be gifted in something is, is fabulous. To have beauty, what a blessing. To be handsome, oh, it's great. But if you rest in them, if you trust in them, if you rely upon them, you'll find that, that that is not as secure as you thought it was. It's deceitful. It is not as uh, long-lasting as you thought it was. It will disappear like a vapor. But the fear of the Lord, that's something that keeps growing. That is part of what makes an old woman beautiful. As you see the fear of the Lord in her life, it changes her. That is... That is what we are called to be. And so this Mother's Day, I don't want to be saying, oh, moms, you need to work harder, you need to get up earlier, you need to smile at the future. No, no, no. But I want to encourage you. Focus your life on fearing the Lord, on living for Him, believing in Jesus Christ as our hope because we don't fear the Lord, we don't have fear of the Lord unless we acknowledge our sin that we acknowledge that we are sinners who have fallen short and ask Him for salvation and for forgiveness. That's the first step of recognizing a life of fear. That's the beginning of that path. But when we do, that is the way to live. And as you walk in fear of the Lord, you'll start to shine. And that shine, that glory will come back on you. And men, it applies to you too. Fear of the Lord. You will be praised. I almost was ready to say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> but it's true, it is. The wisest way we can live is in the fear of the Lord. Let's go ahead and why don't we say this verse again one more time. Maybe we won't be so down on charm and beauty but we'll just realize how much greater the fear of the Lord is. Would you say it with me again? Proverbs 31, verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, 
but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the many women in our lives who fear You. We thank You, Father, for mothers who taught us Scripture, who taught us to know Jesus, who prayed for those of us that were wanderers and went astray for a time. We thank You, Father, for their ceaseless desire for their children. We pray, Father, that You would help us to choose and to live lives that are marked by the fear of You. Not that we run away and hide, but that we respect You, that we love You, that we desire to, to honor You in how we live. Lord, help us not to hold on to our, our natural gifts, but to trust in You. We pray, Father, that today we would be able to give that praise to those moms that have blessed us, whether we are able to tell them directly or just tell other people about them. Lord, may we share the stories of the women in our lives who have feared the Lord. May we praise them. We pray, Father, for anybody here today who is in that place of living by their natural abilities not just charm and beauty, but living by our own ideas, our own minds, our own hearts, and we're living in sin and we're going astray. Lord, help us to see our need for Jesus, to recognize our sin, to confess our sins and to believe in Him. That Jesus died on the cross to save us, died in our place, and then three days later rose again. Father, that is the first step in living that life, following that path to glory. Not just glory in this world, but eternal glory. Glory in heaven. Father, we pray that if there is anybody here today who does not believe in Jesus, that they would hear Your call and that they would respond today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.